Hardy, and I'm thankful that you have decided to tune in. Where I am right now, it looks cloudy. It looks like it's about to rain. And you know we need the rain to make the flowers grow. Just don't forget that, that in your life, when it seems like a storm, that storm will pass. And we need the rain sometimes to help us to grow. So to God be the glory. And again, thank you for tuning in. Today is going to be part three of a series that I'm doing, a seven-part series that I've titled Saving Black Children. Saving Black Children. I say it almost every episode. I'm a former educator. I've been educated for 31 years. I currently am a business owner, among other things. And I see many things that some people don't see. I'm on the front lines. I'm in the trenches. And I have a worm's eye view of many of the problems in the African-American community. And so I'm when I'm sitting there in my business and I'm watching things, I'm seeing things and experiencing things firsthand myself, I'm always trying to figure out what are the solutions? What are the solutions? What are the solutions? And I'm a hopeful person. I'm an optimistic person. And I hope that you will begin to be optimistic and hopeful because we can never change a problem that we don't believe can change. So we need to start to believe that things can get better and they will get better. And I'm on this new mission now where I I tell people, you know, I'm not going to focus on the forest. I'm just going to focus on the trees in my backyard. And I believe if everyone just focuses on the trees in their own backyard, then we can make a difference. Because sometimes I would go home and be driving home and I would be in tears or I would get home and I would just be haunted by the things that I had seen in the earlier in the day. And I have to admit this because I don't want you to think it's all negative because it's not. Um, there are some beautiful things happening in the black community that I would have never seen if I was not in the position that I'm in now. And there's a lot of beauty, there's a lot of good, and that doesn't get amplified enough. It doesn't get spoken about enough. So I don't want you to think it's all bad, but we do have some serious issues. And each generation um, has to teach the next generation. And so I'm concerned about children. So this, this whole series, Saving Black Children, the first one that I did, was on the media. So just a recap, just a summary. The media is designed to get people to do certain things and think a certain way. And if you're really paying attention, if you're living with your eyes wide open, you will see that the media historically and even today does not put out positive images of black people in general. Of course there are some, but they're 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 few and far in between. And so the way to fight that is not fight the media. We're always fighting the wrong battle. This is my personal opinion. We have to deal with ourselves. You have to say, I'm not going to watch it. And for children, this is radical. Turn off everything. Everything. And you need to begin to teach your children what is and what is not. In other words, I have this thing, you know, I remember when gangster rap first came out and some people believe, you know, you should, you know, they shouldn't be allowed to listen to it and they attack the rappers. I think that we had the wrong fight and that's why we lost it. Let rappers or let musicians or artists or whatever they want to call themselves, let them create whatever they want. What you do is, is you teach your children what is what. You teach them the truth. 
filth is filth. Light is light. You have to teach them right from wrong, and you can't do that. And that was my second part of the series, is you have to be an example. You yourself have to understand what has been fabricated, what has been made to send out a certain kind of message about Black people. And what they do is, you know, we talk about stereotypes. Some people do behave like what you see in some of the films, but many people do not. So what happens is, though, if you show the same image thousands of times, people will believe, well, that's the way things are. And then something else is the outlier or the minority or the, you know, the the odd thing. But in reality, we are generally very good people. And what we have to do is we have to protect our children's eyes and their ears. And we have to teach them, you know, when I read these lyrics, because I was a teacher and I would, you know, I would would tell you, I'll be honest with you, I did use um, some music, rap music, to teach metaphors and different things and to point out different things. But when in my journey of trying to, um, and I'm doing a book on this, by the way, and trying to find out what are they saying? You know, what are they really telling kids? Because I saw behavior in my classroom change. And I started reading these lyrics and I was just really disturbed that this stuff can actually be played on the radio or they can win awards for this kind of music. And the reality is, is this is intentional. So I'm not against them, but you have to teach your child not to listen to it or not to you know, don't fund your own oppression because the truth is, is that if you lived the lifestyle that some of this is really not a lifestyle, let me back up. If you try to practice what is in some of this music, you are not going to live. You are going to be in prison. You are going to be dead. You're going to be on the streets and on drugs, period. And you could not, this is not a practice that is sustainable. So it's fantasy. Why fantasy has to be bad all the time, I'm not so sure, but in a lot of it, that's not all of it, but a lot of it, that's what it is. You have to let people do what they do, but teach your children because you don't want to visit your child in prison. You don't want to go to the cemetery. And many times, um, you know, you are, and this is another fascinating thing. You see people get shot. You see people, you know, these people dying from drugs and dying from diseases that have no cure. You see this, but yet, we, for whatever the reason, they, they fix it up in a way that it looks enticing and they sensualize it and they glorify it in a way that you think that that is sustainable and it's really not. So teach your children, guard your children's mind. And I said, I'm going to have to take some time or get somebody to help me with this to come up with some list of shows that you can buy for your children that show African-American children in a positive light and they're not introducing children to perversion and violence and all these other evil things because they're just kids. Um, The human brain, this is science, you can look it up for yourself, it's not even developed until you're in your early or mid-20s. So you're talking about if children are exposed to certain concepts before their brain is fully developed, they are not able to adequately and fully understand the consequences of their actions. You know, you do certain things, there's a consequence to it. 
And what happens is if you only see one side of that. You know, when I was, as a teacher, I used to tell my students to make an informed decision. You have to look at every single side of something. You can't just look at one side because one side may be good, but then everything has a good side and a bad side. You have to look at both sides. And what the media does often, and again, it is intentional, it is they only show one side. So that when they show, like, you know, any movie you watch, you're not going to see, not see alcohol. They show you the side of alcohol where people are just drinking and it looks like they're just having a good time and they're just drinking shots and it looks so cool. But in reality, what alcohol does to the body is it damages it severely. And what what happens is they don't show you the part when people are sick, when they're vomiting, when they're having nightmares, when they're in jail, when they get DUIs and they can't, nobody, when they're dead, you know, nobody shows that part. That's the problem that the media has. It only shows one side. It's the same thing with sex. They show one side where it looks like it's all feeling good, but it doesn't feel good when you're bleeding from different orifices of your body. When you're on medication for a disease that really has no cure. When you're dead, when you and not only do you die, but you suffer and you wither away and you die. They don't show that part. And so that is why you have to guard your children's minds and their eyes and their ears because an intelligent parent shows all sides. In order for your children to make an informed decision and make the best decision, and media is never going to do that. They don't really do that. Every now and then, you know, when I was a parent, when my daughter was growing up, and she's in her early 30s now, I would take a movie and I would use that movie to show the other side. So they do have movies like that um, where you, it's a sad story and you can see all sides of the issue. Okay, here, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. If you do that, you know, but when it comes to the black community, they glorify thugism. They actually glorify crime, killing people, violating women. And let me tell you, when you do evil, there are no blessings. There are you, No good can come out of that. No good can come out of filth and darkness. And so that's why we have got to protect our young people. I, I got to talk about what I'm supposed to talk about this episode. Part two was good examples. You know, I, I'm going to tell you this. I know that children can have good exam- examples and still do the wrong thing. Your child could do something that they've never seen you do or your your the other person do, the other parent do. And that can happen, and that's because we're human and we make our own mistakes. We all have made mistakes. As a parent, you're not perfect. Your child will not be perfect. Mistakes will be made. And we talked about recovering from mistakes, and we talked about redemption. I talked about that in episode two. But you have to be striving to set a good example for your children. If you don't want your children to do something, you can't do it. Because teaching is not just telling. Teaching is showing. It is demonstrating. It is modeling. You have to set the example for your child. And good examples lead to more good. And bad examples lead to bad. Period. There's no way to get around this. And so that is something else you have to do. But this third episode, I didn't even talk about what I'm going to talk about is education. And I put media first because 
media is a very powerful force. It's a, it's a big, there's a lot of money that goes into doing this. And again, you don't need to be anti-media. You need to be pro yourself and your children. You need to be pro your their minds. You need to guard their minds. Let media, and see, the more media they create, the more, and you teach your children the truth when you start to open your eyes and see things like what they are, then you can show the evil of the media because you when you when their eyes are open and your eyes open then you can see it for what it is let people do whatever they want to do but you take care of the trees in your backyard trust me and i guarantee you'll see a difference i want to talk about education um and education is critical and when i say education i have to make sure i emphasize i'm not necessarily talking about schooling there is a difference between schooling and education let me tell you, I know a lot of people who have a lot of schooling and they have all kinds of degrees and they cannot write a complete sentence. Let me tell you, I'm talking about not what I think, not what I heard, I'm talking about what I know. There are people who have a lot of schooling and they really are not educated. Don't know. Education is simply information. And they are not intellectual. They're not people who are seeking out knowledge and information and ways to use that knowledge and information for empowerment and enlightenment. So they're not educated people, but they're schooled. Black children go to school and they never, they come out and they don't know anything. And that is by design. And so what we have to do is change the paradigm. And you have to understand, and I would teach this to my students, you don't get your education for you. You get it to be able to teach your child. Because this is what's going to happen. Children are going to school and they're not learning how to be creative and they're not learning how to produce and invent and innovate. And so as long as you're not on that side of things, then you always have a subservient position in society and in life. So think about this. Who, the things that we use, I'm on, I use Google. Somebody created that. I'm on Anchor by Spotify. Somebody created this. You know, YouTube, Google created that. And we're using all these things and we're the consumers, but we must also be the creators. So what you have to do is educate your child. I'm working on some things, y'all, on how to be a creator, how to make something. It's interesting if you study the history of black people in this country, And by the way, this episode is going under a page I call Message to the Descendants, for the Descendants, and this is for the Descendants of Native African Slaves. Um, What's interesting is when Black people did not even have a formal education or schooling, they were creating. They were making things to make life better. And that is in our DNA. That is in our blood. And we can do that today. And we have to get back to that. You know, we can make computers. Black children should be making computers. They should be making cars. You know, and what, and the problem is, and I'm going to talk about this, saving black children, I'm going to do an episode on uh, economics, on uh, cooperative economics. The reason why it doesn't happen is because we already don't have anything. And I know that creating sometimes poses a lot of challenges, but if we learn how to come together and we learn how to support one another, and we have that synergy, we can start to do more to create. 
and you know we should be making clothes we're going and we're buying other people's clothes you you gotta we gotta start teaching our children and that means they need to be educated now when it comes to education there are some things that all children need to know every single child needs to be a strong reader and i don't say that just because i'm a bookseller I know that. That's why I'm in the book business and in the literacy business because I understand that if a child can read, he or she can almost do anything. As a former educator, when I transitioned into the business world, I had to do a lot of reading and I still do because I went from one field and all my training is basically in like curriculum and education and human growth and development, all that kind of stuff. Business is a totally different arena. And in order to know how to pay my taxes and, you know, create a business and create a corporation, all those different things, I had to do a lot of reading and I still do. In fact, I don't do enough business reading. I'm so used to reading novels and self-help books, but I keep telling myself, okay, once a week, I got to make sure that I'm reading business um, literature too. And I read some, but your child has to be a strong reader. And if you're not a strong reader yourself, you have to become one. And the technology now is is so amazing, like free online dictionaries that will help you not only with defining words, but pronouncing words. Every child has to be a strong reader because if they can read, they can learn how to do anything. When the pandemic hit and children could not go to the schoolhouse, people started to realize how critical teachers were. But it was a wake-up call. In my mind, I hope parents start to re- understand that they are responsible first for their child's education. I have a theory that I've shared, and I know some people don't like this, but really the school should be like a tutor. As a parent, you should be a teacher. And if you cannot teach your child, then you need to get the information to be able to teach your child. You have to know what you want your child to know. In the past, you know, we historically, black people could not get an education. They couldn't go to school. So many people, you know, they didn't get formal schooling and education. But they were hard workers. They were moral people. And they, the, the children that they had, they emphasized, many of them, not all of them, but em, some of them emphasized education to their children because they understood this could lead to opportunities. And I'm reading a great book right now by David, Dr. David Thatcher. He is, um, he was a former U.S. Surgeon General and he has this book called My Quest for Health Equity and um, Leading While Learning. And it's just a powerful book. And his parents had, he said, I think in the book, he said, no great education. But they were moral people, but they were leaders and they were smart people. And he went on to school and there was an incident where he was able to send money back to help his parents um, because he was in school and he was doing different things. And I'm, I'm going to make that book my uh, book club book for next month. But the point I'm trying to make is you got to you got to get some information. And that means we have to turn off TikTok and we got to turn off instant scam. We got to turn off Facebook. We are making those people are getting money and we're the ones still in a subservient position. And we have to figure, if you're going to use the tool, now I'm not against those things, but I use them. I use them as best as I can. If you're going to use those platforms to help generate income and more independence for your, independence, excuse me, for yourself, financial independence for yourself, that's wonderful. 
but education means your child has to be able to read and write. They have to be able to do some mathematics, at least basic mathematics, if anything. You know, it, it's amazing to me that many people are not able to add and subtract and divide and multiply. You got to start understanding that. And I used to <laughs> talk about students like, you want money, you got to understand money. You got to be able to count. And we have to also, this is so critical, and they do not teach this in school. We have to learn about finances. We have to learn and educate ourselves about money. If you want money, you have to understand money. Money is not just give, you know, you don't need money just to spend. You have to learn how to use money in a way that a lot that gives you more financial independence, that creates more generational wealth, that allows you to have more freedom because you you're you're making money from residuals and all of that. And I'm a late bloomer and I'm still learning and I'm still growing. And we got to be educated on finances, having property, all of that. So let's just recap. You got to learn how to read and write. You can't learn anything else if you don't know how to read and write. Find out how to read and write. And if you're an adult and you can't, but you can listen to this podcast, you must find a way. There are so many programs out there. And I got to add that to my website. I have a page called Support Groups. And when I give off of this episode... I got to find a literacy support group because if you cannot read and write, you need to find out how. Education is critical. You need to know math. You need to know finances. These are the three things that children need to be educated on. If they can read, they can learn, they can read about science. They can read about history. They can read about art or whatever. But that is critical. And so many of our children do not read, cannot read and write because if they don't learn it at home when they go to school. And see, I taught in the inner city. This is what happens. I got to talk about this more. The teacher, they have a system set up where your child is just not learning how to read and write because the focus is on these tests. The tests are used to judge, so to speak, the schools to determine whether or not it's a good or bad school. But at the same time, now mind you, educated people know that a test is not a full representation of learning and growth and progress. But yet they still use these tests. And so what happens is the average teacher, and I say average because not all teachers do this, they get so fixated on trying to pass this test that they're not even learning just how to read and write. They're learning how to answer questions for the test. I grew up in Florida and I started elementary school in the late 60s. And I can tell you this, I don't remember ever a teacher mentioning a test. I just remember learning. I I don't know why I remember this, but I remember learning how to read in school. I remember learning math. And it's interesting is that we learn how to read and write and learn a lot of general information. And yet when it was time to take a test, I passed off the test, but I never had, I don't ever remember there being any direct instruction about the test. I know when I graduated from high school, Florida had just added some kind of basic skills test for high school. And I remember passing that with flying colors, but it, it, it and I'm not, you know, saying I was any smarter. I just think because I was a strong reader, because I do remember 
getting a very strong foundation in literacy. And I believe that in inner city schools, number one, they get so focused on the test. And number two, they're dealing with behavior problems because of things happening outside of the schoolhouse and children bring those things to school. Many of those children grow up in homes. You can't imagine this. Some people can't. Noisy home. Everything is loud. Nothing is conducive to learning. There's violence. There are drugs. So when those children come to school, they're really just trying to decompress from all of that. And the environment in school is so different from at home that it's almost like a culture shock when they come in school sometimes. I know when I was a teacher, you know, my room would be very quiet. And I would, um, and that's intentional because I, you know, my house is very quiet and I, I, I know that I need peace and quiet in order to be a highly productive person and functioning person. My students would, and this happened to all through my career, all 31 years, why is your room so quiet? You know, and this is during our downtime or when they might first come in, why is your room so quiet? It, quiet was a foreign kind of experience. And, and I didn't know this until I was, you know, one time went to the neighborhoods and I saw how loud it is. And when you come to my place of business, it's loud. And you cannot function on a high level in noise and constant, everything being loud all the time. There are times you turn it up, you know, but there are times when you need to have quiet time and solitude. So things like that, children don't have food. So when they go to school, you know, they're hungry. I had a student one time and I used to wonder why was she so irritated and she just seemed short-tempered and irritated. But this young lady, one day, this is so amazing, I was going to the cafeteria and it just so happens the day I, I was thinking about her and praying about her and I was just walking to the cafeteria that day and I saw her run to the lunchroom. She was running top speed. And she was like the first or second person at lunch night. And what I realized then, and God showed me, she was hungry. She was very petite. She was hungry. And she probably was only eating when she was at school. And so you you just don't understand. And so we have to change that. You have to educate black children on the things that matter. Number one, they need strong literacy skills. And we're working on some things. Um, this is again, I've got to be an agent of change, literacy skills, strong basic math skills. We have to educate our children on money and finances, not how to be consumers, not how to be just um, people that live and spend everything and then die, but how to actually have wealth that lasts for generations. We have to teach that. If we do that, our children will learn everything else. They can learn how to be scientists. They can learn how they can learn about art and music. And we have to give them the strong foundation. And so you have to do that at home. You have to be an example of someone who reads and who is studying. And here's the thing. I'm a late bloomer. And I'm as I learn things, I share with my daughter. You know, about having property and, you know, we gotta do this. And I try to every time I learn something new and I grow, I share it. That's what you can do as a parent at any age. You can teach, but you cannot teach what you do not know, and you cannot give what you do not have, and that is what education is all about, and I'm not necessarily talking about schooling. 
I've been out of edu- out, out of a public school now for almost two years. This fall will be two years completed, so I'm still fresh out. <laughs> and and but I don't think it's changed much. And so the school, it is you go through schooling, but what our children need, black children need, they need education. They you have to be teaching them at home and in different programs and. Again, I'm going to um, find, uh, I used to volunteer for the Adult Literacy League, and I don't know if they're still around and if they are national, but we got to find these um, programs. And then I know with Atlanta Public Schools, they used to have some adult literacy classes. So if you are behind yourself, um, you have to learn. You ha- We have to educate, not just school. Schooling does have some pur- a purpose. It, there are some good things that happen in school, teaching children um, how to get along and how to work together. And there are some good experiences in schools because there are good, still good teachers in schools. So I see my red light on my computer. Again, this is Saving Black Children Part 3, Education. Understand the difference between education and schooling, and we must educate African-American children, black children. Well, peace and abundant blessings to you today and always. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm Sherry Hardy.